Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. The Word by R.S. Thomas A pen appeared, and the god said, Write what it is to be man. And my hand hovered long over the bare page, until there, like footprints of the lost traveler, letters took shape on the page's blankness, and I spelled out the word, lonely. And my hand moved to erase it, but the voices of all those waiting at life's window cried out loud, it is true. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I am your host, Katie Marquette. I'm so glad to have you here, so grateful that you are listening, and I'm very excited to share with you today on the poetry of R.S. Thomas, uh, a Welsh poet, an Anglican priest, and a, a profound thinker and writer. Um, I was introduced to him uh, a couple years ago now uh, when I was listening to a, a, a great podcast I would recommend called Speaking with Joy, hosted by Joy Clarkson. Um, and uh, she 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 brought him up. I th- I think it was his poem "Kneeling," which I'm going to read uh, later on. But um, I was I was so taken with it, and so taken uh, with 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 this this way that he wrote about spirituality, especially, which he wrote about often as a great absence of feeling God's presence as an absence, um, sort of in the Augustinian sense, in that um, the the God shaped hole in people's hearts and minds is is the presence we know um, that is sort of our best indication uh, of, of God's presence. Um, that's just one aspect, though. He writes a lot of um, what would be considered pastoral poems. I mean, they're, they're about the, the Welsh landscape, the raw, wild uh, Welsh landscape, but they're, but they're harsh, you know, um, and they're harsh about the Welsh people, too, who he loved, loved his fellow Welshmen, but also was deeply disappointed in them for what he saw as a capitulating to um, what he would refer to as the machine technology. Um, he, he was he was very, very much a Luddite. I think that he had a refrigerator briefly and then rejected it because it was too noisy. Um, but he really, he was very, very much um, frightened by what he saw as uh, as technologies uh, taking over of, of the rural life. Um, sort of very similar to Wendell Berry, if you're familiar with him. Um, he just saw sort of the culture that had developed around the the rhythms of the seasons and the agricultural um, landscape uh, just disappearing with with these tractors and these machines that sort of allowed you to to forget about these these natural rhythms and seasons and he saw that the the English uh, influence um, and the erasing of the Welsh language as this sort of um, larger metaphor for um, whales succumbing to globalization, succumbing to um, the machine. So, uh, and often you will see in his poetry this reference to the machine. But he himself is a very interesting person. He um, 
often uh, described as, as rather surly, rather serious, but then there will be other people who would say that he actually was a, a very kind person. Um, he he was married, he had one one son, he was, uh, you know, a rather reserved type. Um, he, he liked to walk along, along the seashore uh, thinking big thoughts. Um, he was uh, a devout Anglican. He was uh, he he had a lot of problems with uh, with the way that the church was going. He was a a stout supporter of the old liturgy of uh, of of the the priest facing away um, away from the away from the people toward the altar. Um, many changes that are of course being debated in the Catholic world as well. Very similar lit- liturgy, of course, in traditional Anglicanism. Um, but he also uh, was a man of deep, deep doubt, uh, and he saw that the the human experience uh, on earth as as a lonely one, and ultimately at, at the confrontations with God as lonely as emptying, a uh, very, very dark night of the soul. Um, but there, it's interesting because some of his poems just really speak to that lack, to that ache, to that absence. But then there will also be these sort of exuberant poems celebrating uh, God's presence in the natural world. And uh, it's, clearly his spirituality was constantly um, developing. It was always in, in, in a dialogue with his surroundings, with his, with his parishioners and his family and, and, uh, and the natural landscape. So I thought today on this podcast, um, I would uh, just just read you some poems, introduce you to some of my favorites. Luckily, we also have a lot of audio of him reading them, some on YouTube, but there is a huge playlist. Um, It's an album, actually, of R.S. Thomas reading his poetry on Spotify. I will put a link in the show notes. Um, So I'm going to read some of my favorite poems. I'm going to have uh, some audio of him reading uh, his poems, and I'm going to also be exerting some clips from from a short, very short documentary. It's, I mean, it, it, documentary isn't even the right word. Um, it's it's uh, just a short profile, um, six, seven minutes of R.S. Thomas on YouTube, which I will also put the link in the show notes. Um, so I'll be exerting from that so you can learn a little bit more about him, hear, hear him uh, in his own words and, um, and and the people who knew him. He died in uh, in 2000 at the age of 87, and um, yeah. So if you if you look him up on on uh, on Wikipedia, his occupation is poet and priest. So of course, I'm very interested in him, and I and I hope that you you are too. So this will be a nice meditative episode. Um, I'll just sort of let it play out uh, with, with with these poems, with the, the documentary, and and R.S. Thomas reading the poems himself. And uh, I hope that you can explore them some more yourself. Uh, maybe find some new favorites for, uh, that, that you especially enjoy. Uh, and if you are new to the podcast, uh, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're listening. I hope you are having a good Lent. Uh, I thought that R.S. Thomas and the Lonely Soul would be a good topic for um, for 40 Days in the Desert. Uh, I am uh, off social media for Lent. That's my big sort of Lenten thing. I use social media way too much. And now that I am off it, I'm thinking that I won't sign on again. <laughs> uh, who knows, right? I always I always say that, right? You can go back and listen to my my episode all about technology and how to, to maintain wonder in a world uh, with technology and if there's any balance that we can find uh, as, as, we, as we use these devices. Um, obviously, R.S. Thomas would tell me to throw the phone away, but um, I, I'm, not, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. So I, I <laughs> uh, but, but I am trying to think about ways to, um, 
to lessen or just get off social media in general. I think that there are enough options out there these days uh, for sort of the, the beneficial aspects of social media, which are great. The, 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 you know, the genuine moments, the sharing. I love it. I lo- I've met vi- amazing people um, through the Born of Wonder Instagram account. Um, I would love to maintain those friendships. I would love to um, make new ones. So I'm trying to find new avenues for that, maybe that are not on a platform that uh, sort of just promotes that that's goal is to keep you scrolling, right? So there have to be some other options. But one way to um, stay in touch with me that I'm I'm hoping to develop more and do more things on, uh, maybe we'll have a, a chat room, maybe we'll have a message board, um, you know, where, where we could all get to know each other, um, where I could uh, share news with you and you could help help me figure out what you want to hear about on the podcast or things like that would be on Patreon. Uh, right now, there's only one option, uh, $2 a month. Uh, it's so helpful to me uh, to, in order to make this podcast, to to have these subscriptions to Adobe and Blue Dot Sessions and uh, Squadcast, all these things that do require um, a hosting platform and licensing and fees and things like that. Not not um, It's not free to make a podcast. So I appreciate that. Um, you also help pay for my coffee, which is absolutely essential. No way this podcast gets made without coffee. So thank you so much to everyone who has become a patron. And if you uh, would like to support the the podcast, you can find the link in the show notes. Of course, you can, uh, regardless of whether or not I I throw away my social media accounts, I I probably won't, but... (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I, I go back and forth. Um, but anyway, fi- you can find me at bornofwonder.com um, and you can contact me there. So uh, just one last thought about social media is that these days, you know, if you want to write a book or you want to promote a podcast or something, um, social media seems to be the way to go, right? Instagram is the space to be on. But if you all use something else, if there is a way that you prefer to find new podcasts to support authors or creators, please send me an email and let me know. I'm very interested to learn about those things. I know that uh, some people are doing sort of more newsletter style things. Um, are, are you reading those? Are you interested in them? Um, just let me know. I would I would be, um, I, I would really appreciate uh, hearing from you and how you best like to uh, connect with the people that you, that you like to follow, whether it's through podcasting or blogs or books or whatever it is. So without further ado, let's get going. Let's dive into uh, to, to RS, the poetry of R.S. Thomas. Let's pretend, let's take us out onto some remote Welsh cliffside. Let's hear those waves crashing against the rocks and, uh, and enjoy his beautiful, beautiful, lonely, but very beautiful poetry. The Bright Field. I have seen the sun break through to illuminate a small field for a while and gone my way and forgotten it. But that was the pearl of great price, the one field that had the treasure in it. I realize now that I must give all that I have to possess it. Life is not hurrying on to a receding future nor hankering after an imagined past. It is the turning aside like Moses to the miracle of the lit bush, to a brightness that seemed as transitory as your youth once, but is the eternity that awaits you. Kneeling. Moments of great calm 
kneeling before an altar of wood in a stone church, in summer waiting for the god to speak, the air a staircase for silence, the sun's light ringing me as though I acted a great role, and the audiences still, all that close throng of spirits waiting as I, for the message, prompt me, God, but not yet. When I speak, though it be you who speak through me, something is lost. The meaning is in the waiting. We live in our own world, a world that is too small for you to stoop and enter. Even on hands and knees, the adult subterfuge. And though you probe and pry with analytic eye, and eavesdrop all our talk with an amused look, you cannot find the center where we dance, where we play, where life is still asleep under the closed flower, under the smooth shell of eggs in the cup nest that mock the faded blue of your remoter heaven. Yes, of course, I, I'm supposed to be a poet, but when the poem's not going very well, I say, well, I'm a bird watcher. And now there's not much about today, so no birds. So I say, well, of course, actually, I'm a poet. The absence. It is this great absence that is like a presence that compels me to address it without hope of a reply. It is a room I enter from which someone has just gone, the vestibule for the arrival of one who has not yet come. I modernize the anachronism of my language, but he is no more here than before. Genes and molecules have no more power to call him up than the incense of the Hebrews at their altars. My equations fail as my words do. What resource have I other than the emptiness without him of my whole being, a vacuum he may not abhor? Mr. Thomas came here with his wife and son and uh, at first he seemed a very shy and reserved person in many ways but as uh, soon as people got to know him they realized that uh, he was a very very kind person uh, very affectionate sadly his wife died before he left here and one of my favorite poems is the one where he remembers her the wrinkles will come upon her Calm though her brow be, and the time's blowing. Frost will visit her hair's midnight, and not thaw. Alive. It is alive. It is you, God. Looking out, I can see no death. The earth moves, the sea moves, the wind goes on its exuberant journeys. Many creatures reflect you, the flowers your color, the tides, the precisions of your calculations. There's nothing too ample for you to overflow, nothing so small that your workmanship is not revealed. 
I listen, and it is you speaking. I find the place where you lay warm. At night, if I waken, there are the sleepless conurbations of the stars. The darkness is the deepening shadow of your presence, the silence a process in the metabolism of the being of love. The Other There are nights that are so still that I can hear the small owl calling far off and a fox barking miles away. It is then that I lie in the lean hours awake, listening to the swell born somewhere in the Atlantic, rising and falling, rising and falling, wave on wave on the long shore by the village that is without light and companionless. And the thought comes of that other being who is awake too, letting our prayers break on him, not like this for a few hours, but for days, years, for eternity. Meditations And to one God says, Come to me by numbers and figures. See my beauty in the angles between stars, in the equations of my kingdom. Bring your lenses to the worship of my dimensions. Far out and far in, there is always more of me in proportion. And to another, I am the bush burning at the center of your existence. You must put your knowledge off and come to me with your mind bare. And to this one, he says, because of your high stomach, the bleakness of your emotions, I will come to you in the simplest things, in the body of a man hung on a tall tree you have converted to timber, and you shall not know me. If I'm going to be remembered at all, I suppose it'll be on the strength of a few poems that I've written. But uh, apart from the poems, as a man, I hope that other, other people will sort of benefit from my example of one who, who loved to be in the open air, loved the things of this earth, and was given the ability to both hear and see them. So I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this meditative uh, experience here with R.S. Thomas. I encourage you to to read more of his poems. Uh, I'll put a link to, I, I have the full collection of his poetry. It's one of the few poetry books that I actually really enjoy reading. Um, uh, I, I like poetry a lot, but um, that there are very few few books of poetry that I, I want to just pick up on, on occasion and, and, and go through, and, and this is one of them. So I would encourage you to read it. Um, and, uh, and I hope this was, this was a good Lenten meditation in particular. 
So uh, if you'd like to learn more about me, about the podcast, bornofwonder.com, please get in touch. Uh, If you'd like to support me on Patreon, again, uh, link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening as always. And I like to leave you with a recommendation. Obviously I'm recommending R.S. Thomas, uh, but I want to also recommend uh, just on another totally different note, um, this beautiful, beautiful um, cello concerto uh, by Dvorak. I've, I've mentioned before, I think I've recommended it before, um, Dvorak's New World Symphony, which I think is just the most triumphant, beautiful piece of music maybe ever. Uh, but this is, this is a stunning, stunning piece of music, and specifically this recording played by Jacqueline uh, Dupree, uh, who was a, a famous cellist who tragically... Um, had MS and uh, had to stop um, playing at the age of 28, but uh, extremely talented and, uh, and, and you can just feel the emotion in her performance here, I think. Uh, so I'll play a little bit for you and I'll put a link in the show notes to the YouTube uh, video where you can listen to, to this recording in particular. So uh, I wish you well, I wish you uh, a good week ahead and uh, filled with poetry and music and all beautiful good things. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Katie Marquette, and this is Born of Wonder.
And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. 